0: Welcome back to the Fit-ish Project, where we make fitness and health practical for the average person like me and you. It is your host, as always, Latham Bass. Getting into another weekly episode. Uh, it's been a little bit since we did a q and I typically like to do these every month or so. And what I do with these when I come up with a Q&A episode is I just go back, typically go back in like my DMs, my social DMs, and go through and see like what type of questions people are asking me maybe some topics that people are you know asking about things like that or even just conversations that I have with people in person or a lot of times too like just questions that come up with clients A lot of times when I'm working with people I'll get questions about similar things and if I hear a question more than once it seems like it'd be a good thing to talk about so that's where I kind of get my questions from so uh, in future episodes if you do have a question that you want me to cover, just shoot me a message on uh, social media. Typically, Instagram is probably the easiest way to reach me. um, And I'd be glad to talk about those on a podcast because, you know, on social, you can only get so much depth. You can only get so much detail. A lot of the stuff is, you know, shorter content, short videos, short posts, all that kind of stuff. So the podcast is always really nice because you can get on and go a little bit more deep into it, talk a little bit more about the details, about the nuances, give a little bit more context and be a little bit more helpful. So um again, if you have any you know topics or any questions or things like that that you would like me to talk about, send them my way. would love to uh, talk about some of that stuff. but getting into this episode, I have five questions for this week. The holidays coming up have a couple that are specific to kind of the holiday season and some things that people struggle with. so basically, how not to ruin all your progress during the holidays is something that people always worry about. um how to stay motivated around this time of the year. you know it gets busy, you got Thanksgiving and christmas and all that kind of stuff coming up and parties and family and traveling and stuff. So, you know, it can be a little bit harder to stay on track with certain fitness goals, working out, all that kind of stuff. So we'll answer that question. We'll talk about sustainable rate of fat loss. So how much weight you can actually expect to lose within a month if your goal is fat loss. So we'll talk about supplements a little bit and that will round out the five questions for this week. So getting into this very first question, how To not ruin all your progress during the holidays. So the very first thing you have to understand about this is that um, I heard somebody say it at some point, but, you know, they're called holidays and not hollow weeks or hollow months. So a lot of times people will have this idea that, you know, it's holiday season or like just because there's one day where I'm not going to be maybe eating the best. I'm going to be eating more like for Thanksgiving, for example, like probably going to eat a lot of food. You're going to enjoy yourself. You're going to hang out with friends and family. You're going to have a good time. Maybe have some drinks, you know, have some extra desserts, all that good stuff. And people kind of freak out about these things because they think that, you know, one meal or one day is going to ruin all their progress. Like maybe they've been working really hard to lose some fat or lose some weight. Maybe they've been doing really well with their fitness routine and they're a little bit scared to kind of stray off the track or maybe, you know, do something out of their normal routine, and they feel like it's going to set them back quite a ways or ruin their progress. And the fact of the matter is, it's just not true. Like if you're, you know, strictly just having a good meal or enjoying yourself for the day, and then you get right back on track the next day, like the, you know, the damage, quote unquote, and is not going to be that that harsh, like one meal is not really going to set you back all that far, you know, one day really isn't going to set you back all that far unless you're, you know, eating 50,000 calories and you're. Thanksgiving dinner, which you're not doing. So just understanding, you know, that kind of stuff really doesn't matter in the grand scheme of things. Like one day, one meal really isn't that big of a deal. When you think about just holidays in general, like there's 11 federal holidays that are recognized. And then, you know, maybe you add on a couple of those other holidays that aren't necessarily federal holidays, but if there's 15 holidays throughout the year. That's less than 5% of the entire year. So if you're enjoying yourself on those days and Maybe eating more, drinking more, that sort of thing. Like, maybe not even like working out on those days. Like, you're not hurting your progress. You're just being a normal human being. So, first part of that is don't stress too much about that because, again, it's a very, very small amount of time. And one thing that I always try to encourage people to do is to, you know, enjoy life. Like, I don't want people to obsess over fitness like 24 seven because that's exactly why this is called the Fit Ish Project. Like, Being a fitness model or a bodybuilder or any of those other jobs that require you to, you know, work in fitness full time and use your body as your tool to make money, like you aren't doing that. I'm not doing that, so there's no reason to stress over that stuff 24 seven. Because, like I said, one meal, one day, like it really isn't going to hurt your progress that much. So, enjoy yourself, have fun, and then you just get back on track as soon as you can. You know, with that being said, I know sometimes like during these like holiday time periods or seasons, if you want to call them that, like sometimes you have multiple different Thanksgivings, you have multiple different parties, like maybe you have multiple Christmases, but different family members and stuff like that. So when you start adding up those things, like it can be easy to kind of get out of hand if you're, you know, going crazy at all of those events, all of those things. So, you know, enjoy yourself at some of them, but you don't necessarily need to be going crazy at every single one. Like you can have some, you know, eat in moderation and enjoy yourself a little bit but you don't need to go absolutely nuts on every single one if you know fitness goals and things like that are something that is important to you right now which if they are awesome you know you can be a little bit more moderate with your food intake with the things that you're doing during these these holidays but if that's something that you're not super focused on right now maybe you don't mind putting on a couple pounds during this time then enjoy yourself and do the things you want to do I'm not here to tell you how to live or how to approach things I just like to provide perspective on those things and you know let you decide what you want to do one thing that I did hear recently that I thought was kind of interesting and the reason that I got to thinking about this topic was I came across a video where they were saying most people throughout the holiday seasons they will gain a little bit of weight and maybe you've heard this before but People would say like the average person will gain five pounds throughout you know November, December up into the new year. And I read a study and it wasn't five pounds. So on average, people will gain about one to two pounds. But the interesting thing is most people don't lose that weight throughout the next year. So people will put on like one to two pounds throughout the like Thanksgiving Christmas season. And then they don't necessarily lose that weight the next year. And then they put an additional one to two pounds, one to two pounds. And this is where people kind of find themselves, you know, five years, six years down the road. They're like, dang, I've gained 10 pounds. I've gained 12 pounds. I've gained 15 pounds after, you know, multiple years of putting this weight on and then never really doing anything to get that weight off. So, you know, when you think about it like that, like one to two pounds really isn't that much. But if you're not doing the things you need to do, following that up, you know, getting back on track, getting your workouts in maybe watching what you're eating a little bit more and making sure that you're taking care of your body. Well, then these things can start to add up over a long period of time. So, I mean, that's also something to think about. Nothing to, uh, you know, get too stressed or too crazy about, but, you know, just something to keep in the back of your mind. And then right along with that, you know, just some something that I always try to mention to people as well is like, just because you are, you know, maybe eating a little bit more or, you know, enjoying yourself a little bit more, maybe having a little bit more alcohol, like during this time, like you can still do all the other healthy behaviors that are going to help you stay on track. Like you can still get your workouts in. You can still continue to get your steps in. You can still drink plenty of water. You can still prioritize protein. Like all those things are going to help to keep you on track because something is always going to be better than nothing. Just because one part of your, you know, your health or your fitness is maybe off a little bit, maybe not as routine as you would like it to be. That doesn't mean every little thing has to be completely off the rails, which is where a lot of people struggle. They think that Because they're not being 100% perfect, then they might as well not do anything at all, and that's where people get into trouble. Because they'll do that for, you know, multiple days, weeks, months at a time, and then you look back and you're like, okay, I really did just lose a lot of my progress, and you know, really put myself in a hole. But as long as you're doing some things and you're still focusing on, you know, good healthy habits, you're still doing the things that you need to do for the most part. Like it's really not going to have that big of an effect. So hopefully that'll put your mind at ease a little bit as we go into this holiday season and give you some, you know, some practical things to think about and to try. Uh, Question number two, I'm in a fat loss phase and some days I feel super hungry. Any suggestions? Yes, I have a couple suggestions. So first thing you need to realize is that if you are in a fat loss phase, like there are going to be some days where you do feel hungry. Now you shouldn't be like starving. You shouldn't be ravenous. You shouldn't feel like, you know, you have these hunger pains or hunger cravings. Like, 24 seven if you're in a fat loss phase. And if you do, it probably means that you your calorie deficit or the amount of food that you're eating just isn't quite sufficient enough. So you're probably not eating enough food if you are really, really hungry. But again, with that being said, you should expect a little bit of hunger. Um, You know, I always tell people like, if you're in a fat loss phase, and you don't feel any hunger at all, that's probably not the best sign you should be hungry at some time because you're literally, in a controlling way you're starving yourself a little bit like you're giving your body less food than it's used to less food than it needs to stay where it's at right now which your body is smart it's going to send hunger signals to you in order to get you to eat because it wants to maintain where it's at it wants to keep that homeostasis it doesn't necessarily want to lose weight and it wants to keep you you know around that same body weight that you are at right now which you know leads to another point as you do continue to lose weight, if you've been doing it for a while, those signals will actually become stronger, which is a reason that weight loss, fat loss can be a little difficult at times, because as you start to lose weight, your body, again, it's recognizing that you're changing, you're not necessarily staying the same, and it doesn't want that. It wants to stay the same. Again, homeostasis, your body wants to stay the same and wants to stay where it's at right now. So it's going to up those hunger signals a little bit and make you feel like you are actually a little bit hungry. I think knowing that is very helpful because sometimes maybe if you don't know those things, you, you're like, what's going on? Like, is there something wrong with me? Like, am I not eating enough? Should I eat more food? Like, what, what is going on? But when you know those things, you can expect those things. You can kind of plan for those things a little bit. So that's the first thing I had to touch on just real quick. You should be hungry, but you shouldn't be like overly hungry if you are doing it right, if you're doing fat loss right. Second, so some suggestions when it comes to hunger. The first thing is going to be to make sure to prioritize protein. So something I talk about a lot and something that a lot of health professionals and fitness coaches and things like that talk about a lot is protein. Protein is the most filling macronutrient that you can eat, fills you up the most, helps with hunger, gonna keep you feeling full for longer. Um, So again, protein is going to be very helpful when it comes to pushing off that hunger and making sure you don't have as many hunger pains, um, you know, and that 0.7 grams per pound of body weight is a really good place to be. Uh, If you can get more than that, or if you feel like, you know, you need more than that, then by all means go for it. But as long as you're hitting that 0.7 grams per pound of body weight, you're probably going to be in pretty good shape with with that. Uh, Second thing is fiber. So getting some fiber can also help with hunger. And this is going to be in things like vegetables, um, some fruit, some whole grains, like things like oatmeal are really good, like you eat oatmeal in the morning, just something to try. Like if you're somebody who really struggles with hunger or maybe like you eat breakfast and then you're hungry like an hour later, try eating something like oatmeal in the morning, maybe mixed with a little protein or maybe some eggs on the side or some fruit or something like that. And just notice how much fuller you feel throughout the morning versus when you eat something maybe like more high sugar, or maybe not as filling, or maybe, you know, doesn't have a ton of protein, like you'll notice when you eat those type of things, like either high protein, high fiber, or like combination of the two, you are less hungry, and you stay full for longer. So implementing more of those things within your diet, you know, your fruits, your vegetables, your whole grains are going to help quite a bit when it comes to helping with hunger. Some other little things that I like to do or things that I'll recommend to clients to are like using um, like liquids. So using like zero calorie drinks, are really good ones so like sparkling water or flavored water is a favorite of mine because has that carbonation in it so you feel like it's kind of filling you up a little bit but it also has a little bit of flavor too so like it tastes good Um, diet sodas are another one or like zero calorie or really low calorie like sports drinks even things like coffee like those type of things those liquids you're filling up your stomach you're getting some flavor in there so that can help with the hunger as well so that's another one that you can use is zero calorie drinks so those are the three big things, you know, eating higher volume type foods, which kind of goes along with the uh, with the fiber thing. So, you know, salads and you know, watermelon and things like that that are very low calorie, but like higher volume. So meaning you can eat a large quantity of them for not very many calories. That kind of stuff can be really helpful, too. But prioritizing protein, making sure you're getting in plenty of fiber and then using like zero calorie drinks or liquids can help quite a bit when it comes to hunger. Uh, question number three. Are there any supplements that you take on a regular basis? Yes. So I'm not a huge supplement guy. I don't take tons of supplements. I know some people out there are really high on supplements and they take like 10 different things every morning. I am not one of those people. If You have not noticed. I like simplicity. I like things that are easy. I like things that have science backed proof behind them. And a lot of supplements do not. Like they're not studied well. They're not, they don't have a ton of scientific evidence behind them. Um, so I preferably don't waste my money on that stuff because I don't know if a lot of this stuff actually works. I don't know if it's going to be worth my money, worth my time, um, what it's actually doing to my body. So for that reason, I don't typically take a ton of supplements, but I do take a few on a regular basis. And those are, so I have three supplements that I kind of take on a regular basis. So creatine is one. And talking about you know things that are studied uh, quite a bit, creatine is probably the most studied supplement that we have out there. And so if you're somebody who works out exercises and especially like strength trains on a regular basis, creatine is a really good supplement to take because it's going to help with recovery, build more muscle, build more strength, all good things when it comes to fitness, when it comes to health, when it comes to changing how you look, like all those things are important. Um, So creatine is a really easy one. It's cheap for the most part compared to a lot of supplements. Like it doesn't cost a lot It's really easy to take. You know, you can throw it in a smoothie, drink it with water, throw it in. You know, some other easy dish in the morning, and you're good to go that way. And it's something that I've been taking creatine since. Shoot, I don't even know. Maybe, probably since I pretty much got into this, like really getting into my transformation. So back as far as like 21, 22 years old, maybe. Um, So it's something that I've, I've taken for a really long time. You don't have to cycle on and off of it or anything like that. You can take it every day. And there's even more benefits coming out about it, about how it can help with um, have some brain boosting benefits and cognition and different things like your brain function and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's a really well-studied supplement. There's no real dangers when it comes to it. So it's one that I will continue to take as long as I am into this fitness thing and training and trying to be healthy and strong and build muscle and, you know, just be a healthier version of myself. So creatine is number one. The second thing that I take pretty regularly is fish oil. And you probably heard at some point or another that eating fish is healthy for you, but I don't eat fish very often. I like it. Like I like salmon, I like fish, but I just, I just don't buy it and I don't cook it very often. So since I don't get it very often, I take fish oil on a regular basis, which is good for your brain health, joints, things like that. And again, this is a thing that a lot of health professionals and doctors and people who are a lot smarter than me agree on that fish oil is a good thing to take so i take it i've been taking it again probably same thing probably for the last seven eight years or so so again something i take super easy not crazy expensive and you can get them kind of all over the place i would recommend if you are going to take fish oil to try to do a little research on some brands that maybe are a little bit uh, cleaner and you know processed well because There are a lot of different products out there. And again, like I said, a lot of supplements really aren't tested all that much. But, you know, if you do a little research, you can find a good brand and and one that that you enjoy, one that you like. Another thing, too, with the fish oil, you got to make sure you get a a solid brand, because if you don't get a good brand, you might be burping up fish oil and that is not super pleasant. Um, So try to find a, you know, a good high quality brand that doesn't mess you up or doesn't give you those nasty fish burps. The one that I've been taking for quite a while, I've tried a couple different um, ones and typically I have like a couple that I cycle through and it just kind of depends on what price they're on Amazon whenever I buy them. But the one that I've been taking most recently, I think is called uh, Barleen's is the brand. So if you wanna check that out, you know, see if it's something that, that you would like and something that you get some benefit out of, you can absolutely do that. And then the last thing that I take on a regular basis for supplements is vitamin D. This is something that I started taking more recently, probably within the last... Probably three years, actually. And I started taking it during COVID when they started really talking about the importance of vitamin D, and getting outside and sunlight and all that stuff. So obviously, you probably know that vitamin D, we get it from the sun. You can get it from some foods, but it's not really that present in a lot of foods. So getting sunlight is the best way to get you know vitamin D. But if you live in the Midwest, like especially in the wintertime where maybe there's not as much sunlight, or if you live somewhere where it's kind of cloudy and gloomy, it can be a little bit harder to get that sunlight. Or if you're somebody who has dark skin, it's harder to get that vitamin D through the sun. And the fact of the matter is that a lot of people are uh, deficient in vitamin D. I forget the exact statistics, but it is a very, very large percentage. So um, it's something that I just kind of take like as a safety precaution. I just take vitamin D pretty much every morning. And again, this one is pretty cheap as well. You can find it at a lot of different stores or on Amazon or whatever. So something that I take on the regular basis and vitamin D has a lot of different functions just as far as like different processes that go on in your body, vitamin D is needed. So it's one of those things that you don't want to be deficient in. And, you know, if you can help yourself out by just taking a tiny little pill in the morning, then to me, it just seems kind of like a no brainer. And there's a lot of more research coming out on the benefits of vitamin D and all the things that it can help us with. And, you know, again, like I said, with a lot of people being deficient in it, it's something that I take on a regular basis. And I typically recommend other people to take on a regular basis as well. So and that's really it. Those are the three main supplements that I take um, creatine, fish oil and vitamin D take those pretty much every day. But outside of that, I don't really take a whole lot. I've dabbled a little bit in magnesium when I was struggling to get good quality sleep. Um, so if you're somebody who struggles with sleep, that can be something that can help you out. Um, but that's not something that I take on a regular basis. But outside of that, that's that's really it for supplements for me. So um, I like to spend my money on whole foods when I can and get all the nutrients and things that I need from, from that type of stuff. But when I'm trying to fill some of those gaps, I will use those main supplements that I know are going to actually have some benefits. So Question number four, how can I stay motivated around this time of year? So again, touched on it a little bit, but with holidays coming up, you know, there's a lot of different functions going on. You know, you got your family gatherings, you got parties at work, you got meeting up with friends and all the different stuff that comes with the holiday season. And it can be hard to stay motivated around this time of year to get your workouts in to do the things you need to do. But Just as I mentioned, you know, in that first question, something is always going to be better than nothing. So even if you can't get every single workout in, like, can you get your steps in? Can you do some of those other things that are going to help you stay on track? Maybe if you can't get your full hour long workout in, maybe you're doing a little 20 minute, you know, home workout, maybe a little hit workout at home. Maybe you go on a walk for 30 minutes or a jog, you know, go jog a couple miles, hit a 20 minute run. Like, what things can you do to make sure that you're staying active? Because I think one of the things that people struggle with around this time of the year is they get into a little bit of a rut where they're like, oh, I'm super busy or I got all this stuff going on. I can't really get my my normal workouts in. So I'm just going to wait until the new year where I can hit it hard again and, you know, New Year's resolutions and get healthy and do all this stuff. But it's like there's a lot that you can do in these these remaining, you know, month and a half, two months to set yourself up for a better 2024. So Not that, you know, you have to be super strict and you have to work out every single day and like do all these things. But again, something is going to be better than nothing. So if you can continue to keep your momentum up, you know, get your steps in, get some mini workouts in if you need to um, get to the gym when you can. Maybe instead of hitting the gym five times a week, you're hitting it twice a week, but you're still staying in there. You're still staying consistent like that's going to help you out, you know, as you move into the next year. And that's going to help you kind of keep some of that momentum, keep you motivated a little bit. Because I find that with myself and with a lot of people, like once you start to fall off like multiple days in a row, it's harder to get back on track. So like if you have an entire week where like you fall off and you know you didn't do anything, you didn't work out at all, like it's harder to come back on that following week and really get back into the routine. But if you can do something small for you know three four days that week, maybe you're not getting all your workouts in, but like I said, you're just getting in like a 20 minute home workout or going on a walk or you're just doing something active for 20 30 minutes a day that's going to help keep you on track. It's going to help keep that momentum rolling and you feel like you're still doing well, you're still maintaining, you're still feeling good about yourself. Like that kind of stuff, that, that little stuff can go a long ways as to keeping you motivated and to keeping you moving in the right direction. So don't stress about it too much because even if you aren't necessarily making a ton of progress right now in these two months, like even maintaining is a form of progress. If you're not going backwards, if you're not like you know completely going off the hinges, if you're not just doing nothing at all, Maintaining is a good place to be because you're not always going to make progress. You know, you're not always going to be moving up that ladder and building muscle and, you know, building strength and all that stuff. There's always going to be phases in your life where maybe you can't be as consistent and you're just going to maintain for a little bit. And to me, that's progress. Like you don't need to be striving to make progress every single day of every single year. Like there's going to be days where you just go in, you kind of you know punch the clock workouts, as I call them. You go in there, you get your stuff done do a little bit of work and then, you know, you're good with it and you move on. And then maybe when that new, uh, you know, that new year rolls around and you've kind of maintained, you still feel good. You still have some momentum. Then you can start hitting it hard again when you have more time, when you have more focus, when you have those new goals set. So, um, just a couple things to think about in regards to just staying motivated this time of year. And then our last question for this Q and a is what is a sustainable amount of weight loss per month? So this is a good question. I'm glad they, they worded it like this. This was a question that I got from somebody who has recently started in on a fat loss phase. They are looking to lose some body fat and they're curious about like what's a good rate of fat loss. So first thing I'll say is that when it comes to weight loss, I'm glad they said sustainable because there's a lot of people out there that will leave you lead you to believe that sustainable weight loss is like 10 pounds, 15 pounds, like 20 pounds in a month. Something ridiculous like that, and it's just not the case. Like when it comes to weight loss, a sustainable amount of weight loss for most people is about a pound a week. That's going to vary a little bit based on different things, different factors, like you know how aggressive your calorie deficit, how big you are, how much weight you have to lose, how active you are, all that stuff. But for majority of people, if you could lose a pound a week, that would be like super good progress. Now, if you're on the smaller end, it might only be a half a pound a week, or maybe even a little bit less, which works out to you know, maybe only one to two pounds per month. If you're on the bigger end, maybe you have more weight to lose, it could be a little bit higher, maybe up to two pounds or three pounds. The other thing to note is that when you're first getting into a fat loss phase, you're probably gonna lose weight a little bit quicker. So for most people they'll notice when they start a fat loss phase, they'll lose in that first month, they'll lose more weight. Um, than they will in the months following. So you might jump on a diet and you might lose like seven pounds in the first month or something like that. But eventually that will slow down a little bit, your body will start to adapt a little bit. And things will start to slow down just a little bit. So understanding, you know, what that average rate is, I think is helpful to give you more realistic expectations and things to focus on. But with that too, I also try to urge people to focus on other things besides for just the scale. Because Let's think about it for a second. Like if you're losing, you know, if you're losing that one pound per month, or excuse me, one pound per week, that's about four pounds in a month. Four pounds doesn't sound like a whole lot, you know, in the grand scheme of things, when you're, you know, just looking at strictly numbers. But if you're looking at like how your clothes are fitting, you know, if you're losing inches off your body, what your progress pictures are looking like between, you know, losing that four pounds, you're going to see quite a few differences in that. Like you're going to see yourself making good progress within the right direction and i urge people to try to use different ways to measure their progress because again it can be kind of discouraging if your only way to measure progress is to lose weight on the scale and you only see that scale drop two pounds in a month like that can be discouraging even though that's a lot like two pounds if you see what two pounds of fat looks like like in front of your face you're like dang that's a lot like if you've ever seen those big globs of fat like those five pound globs or one pound globs like it's a lot and it's coming from all over your body so sometimes it can be hard to really tell you know am I seeing a difference or you know is this really making a difference but it absolutely is and you know again the scale is going to fluctuate for multiple reasons so it can be hard to accurately judge that so having other ways to measure progress like am I getting stronger are my clothes fitting better are my progress pictures looking good am I losing inches like all that kind of stuff can be super helpful in helping you to you know stay motivated, stay on track, and keep doing the right thing. So sustainable rate of progress, about one pound a week. But if you're a little bit under that, a little bit over that, that's all right too. Don't stress it too much, but have realistic expectations going into it. And then also make sure that you are focusing on some other things and not just strictly focused on the scale. Because if you're only focused on the scale, it's going to make the process much more difficult. You're going to be, have less enjoyable time. You're going to be more likely to quit because you're not seeing the results that you want but stay the course continue to celebrate those small wins and focus on not just the scale but other things that are happening as well and with that that is the fifth question that is the q a episode for this month as always like i said uh, if you have questions just reach out i'd love to love to talk about different questions different topics all that kind of stuff on here Um, appreciate all you guys that have reviewed rated the podcast, continue to help, you know, share it with other people that helps to continue to grow this thing. I've been enjoying making these episodes and again, being able to kind of expand on different topics and talking a little bit more detail and nuance, I think is, is helpful for, you know, getting more information and more helpful information out to more people. So appreciate you guys for that. And then the last thing, as I said, during the last episode, uh, have some one-on-one spots open. I'm going to take up to five more people this year who are looking to lose at least 15 pounds of fat, typically looking for people, busy people who are willing to, you know, do some work. I like working with busy people just because those people are typically, you know, hardworking, selfless, you know, they want to make change, but sometimes they don't really know how to go about doing that. Maybe they need a little direction, they need a more personalized plan. And uh, so those are the type of people that I really work like to work with. So if that is you, if you are somebody who is looking to make a little change, maybe get a little bit momentum, kind of set yourself up for a good 2024, then I will leave the uh, link in the show notes. Um, I know like once the new year rolls around, I'm going to have a lot of people who are looking to you know, work with me just because of the, the nature of, you know, New Year's resolutions and everybody's got fitness goals at the beginning of the year. So I'm trying to get, you know, people who are really serious about it, trying to get them in now so that they can make sure they lock in a spot and uh, I'm able to work with as many people as possible. So yeah, with that being said, if you're interested, you can check out the link in the show notes. But that is all I have for you this week. Appreciate you guys listening. And we will see you next week.